You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in another episode of Country Roads Confidential here at Earsports.com. We are part of the Paramount Podcast Network. We are moving on one day deeper into our preview of West Virginia Big 12 opponents today. We stop with Iowa State, and we talk with Nick Osen from Cyclone Alert on the 24-7 Network. Nick, we are in the bowels of AT&T Stadium. This is the first one I've done face-to-face, but uh, I feel like this is an important one. That's how big of a, an occasion this is because there's a lot to talk about with Iowa State and whatever direction it's going to come in. You told me about a quiet confidence. I have questions. You have answers. What do you say we begin? Excited to do this with you, Mike. Thank you so much. It's going to be great to, you know, kind of preview the Cyclones. A lot of question marks around this team, varied expectations after what they lost, and glad we can do it in person today as well. This is going to be awkward. We're handing a microphone back and forth with a pop filter on it, and we're in a, what is this, the DraftKings Lounge? Yeah, just pretty swank place inside the the Jerry World. Um, And thank you for not talking there when the microphone wasn't next to you because it's going to be strange. Let me get to my question. I'll hand you the mic. You can handle the answer here. We're going to start at the conclusion here, as we have with all these, and we will with the rest. But um, look ahead in your crystal ball. Iowa State has a number of storylines you're familiar with that could point this team in a different direction. Iowa State also got one first-place vote in the media poll. Let me ask you, was that you, by the way? That was not me for first place. Okay, I said I was going to get to the bottom of this mystery, so at least I crossed one name off the list. So you were not the first-place vote for Iowa State, but still – that's the the scope of the program is that even with so much turnover, a lot of people believe in Matt Campbell and his staff, and it sounds like his staff is of the same mind too. But we're looking ahead. How does this season go for Iowa State? I think that this season, you know, in terms of expectations are pretty open. I did kind of a similar work in terms of a preview a couple weeks ago. I've got Iowa State hovering around seven wins, around seven and five in the regular season, certainly getting to another bowl game. I think it's a major disappointment if they're not able to do that because as much as they've lost, there are still some big names coming back. I know we'll touch on some of those stars and you know things later, but like I said, I think it'll be a disappointment in terms of the continuity with the staff. Campbell, so many of the coordinators and position coaches are back, and a lot of these young guys that you know I'll hit on as well, especially on defense in the secondary and a couple of the skill positions on offense they've been around they've gotten chances whether it be because of injuries or you know guys sitting out bowl games potentially some of those big names like Brees Hall Mike Rose I expect Iowa State not necessarily to be in that first place realm for the Big 12 I think that's maybe a little bit high but again I feel that this conference is wide open I think that the bare minimum the team has to do is get to another bowl game. I would probably set their over-under at around seven and a half wins, and I think seven or eight is pretty comfortable. They've got some winnable games at home. Some of their toughest opponents will be at home as well. I figure them to be, at least with the bowl game, eight wins on the year. All right, let's stop with one point here that you made. Um, Yeah, roster turnover, that happened. It's hard to talk about Iowa State and not acknowledge that but it's also hard to talk about Iowa State and not acknowledge your coaching staff continuity I don't know how many years we've been ticking away the the hours or or days or weeks or months until Matt Campbell leaves for a Big Ten job didn't happen but to keep Manning and Heacock around too they're both still there um that's a pretty big deal what they do and they're I don't want to say they're specific but Heacock probably is 
he's been copied, I guess, but also Manning just understands what they're doing, and he's left and come back, and the offense has been good. To keep those two with Campbell, that seems as important as keeping you know, a running back or a receiver, a quarterback, or a star defensive lineman or star linebacker. Um, that can solve a lot of problems, especially on that staff, right? I completely agree. You know, a lot of people have, you know, tried to kind of copy or use some of what Haycock has done on defense, obviously with the three three five. It's interesting in terms of you generally have to have a lot of the good personnel for it, which I've learned, especially this year, doing more recruiting, that the Cyclones tend to focus on that a lot, especially doing the best and, you know, kind of getting the most out of the players that they can potentially get in that three, four star range. Manning and Campbell, they are just always on the same page I think they're really kind of one mind at this point the same wavelength I like a lot of how Manning is able to you know try to balance the run game a successful run game with some of the running backs that have you know really gotten to the NFL in the last few years a couple more very well might in the next few as well and then using the tight ends I mean the tight end position has been enormous at Iowa State this year they're not going to have that big name necessarily going into the season but there's a lot of confidence with some of the younger players and guys that haven't had quite as much of the game experience as, say, a Charlie Kohler or Chase Allen obviously had with the Cyclones around a long time. But, I mean, I'll hit on, hit on it a little more later, but I think that this offense led by Manning and, you know, the quarterback that we'll get into soon is going to surprise some people. I really do. I think so much of it is going to come down to the offensive line, which isn't necessarily just on the coordinators obviously the players and you know the development staff have a lot to do with that in an area that there have been some question marks but you're absolutely right I mean the OC and and defensive coordinator and that continuity with Campbell it's enormous and I would say it's as much of a reason maybe a little less but just about up there with the players and you know their continuity and losing so much star power as well all right Nick let's move on to something else that's maybe a specific to your expertise here People want to know about Iowa State. They're going to come to your website, and they're going to be very familiar with the obvious uh, storylines here. But if they spend a lot of time there, they're going to know some of the minutia. So I want to ask you about the minutia. Uh, give me a off-the-radar storyline, uh, an angle, a player, something about this team. It could be positive. It could be concerning. I'm not sure. But what stands out to you that is going to be an issue or is going to be a positive? It's going to be something you write about or talk about once the season does start to develop. Yeah, from, you know, being around the staff and obviously seeing the players a little bit in terms of some spring ball and things things of that nature, I think that the secondary is actually going to be an area that impresses people. There's a lot of young guys like Miles Purchase at corner, Bo Freeler at safety, and then led by Anthony Johnson making the move from corner to safety. He's someone that's been with the Cyclones for a long time. A lot of questions about that move, but from speaking with him and actually watching him in action a little bit in spring ball and seeing kind of how the five in the defensive backfield kind of reacts. I think he's comfortable there. He's, he's very vocal. He's a leader. Someone we'll be able to speak with a little bit this week here at Big 12 Media Days. And there have been questions because of, like I said, the positional move and a couple guys transferred out at the safety position, especially in the defensive backfield. They weren't necessarily pegged to be starters. Maybe one was in Craig McDonald, but As I mentioned, I think the youth is going to be a driving force on the back end of that defense. I'll also throw out the name Malik Verdon at safety. He's got a chance to start within his, you know, first two years really coming in. He's impressed a lot at camp. He's taken in a lot of the techniques quickly. And then I mentioned returners. Johnson has the potential to be all Big 12. 
Freeler showed some major flashes last year, and I saw him actually, you know, working at some of these camps, and he has put on a lot of weight in terms of muscle. He looks like an NFL body right now. Miles Purchase is a name that the staff has been really high on and showed flashes, especially in the bowl game last year. So I've got high expectations for a group that I know fans have asked about and were somewhat worrisome about in terms of seeing guys leave to the transfer portal. I think that's going to be a legitimate backbone for this defense, and I'm excited to see what the ceiling is when those new young guys get some more experience with the lights on. All right, we're going to blend maybe these last two questions here too um, into this next one. This is kind of specific to Iowa State, but I don't know if it's if you can say that like it's a referendum on Matt Campbell because he's proven so much, right, um, to build it into what he did for a couple years in a row. Like a couple years, it wasn't a one-time thing. But so many of the mainstays are gone now, quarterback, running back, offense, defense. I mean, everybody that put that sauce together has kind of moved on. There's some exceptions. Will McDonald would be one. Um but they are replacing a ton, and I wonder if you learn more about Iowa State this year in that maybe the bubble burst, and it's still Iowa State, which means it's going to take time to come back around again. It can come back around, maybe it takes time. Or conversely, they really have a program going, and they have a um, let's not reload, let's replenish. Let's not reset the board, let's refill the depth chart because maybe they've recruited and developed really well too. Where do you think this goes? Is it one of those things where – you learn for better, for worse, and then do you have an expectation as to how it might lean this year? That's a really good question there, my friend. And, and you know, I think even with you not necessarily covering the Cyclones, I think you got a pretty good feel and idea on how this staff really, you know, feels and kind of reacts to things like this. I mean, I can tell you I get the sense that Matt Campbell and this entire staff are really, really excited and encouraged, right, by this opportunity Replenish, I think, is a really good word because you do lose a ton of big names. Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Charlie Kohler, like many stars on the offense, also a few big names on the defense. I mean, it was considered one of the best classes in the history of Iowa State. But there are pieces either that have played with those guys or of those classes or that learned from these players that will be back. And I was around as much as I could be in this spring, and I get the sense that You know, the staff takes so much pride in kind of basing how they do things off of their actual players and the strengths of those players. And because of that, I'm pretty confident that, you know, they might not get to the mountaintop this season per se or one of the bowl games that they have gotten to, like the Fiesta Bowl a couple years ago. But there's not really an expectation or an acceptance in this team kind of taking the fall back. What I think they do have going for them is that last year's team, by really all accounts, disappointed. A couple close losses really could have changed the tune of the season from, you know, seven and five, seven and six to maybe nine wins. And I think that's something being around the players, being able to speak with them already, as well as the staff, they haven't forgotten how some of those games ended. They know what they're capable of. And I'll tell you from what I've seen, I expect them to be competitive. In every game in the Big 12, I think they can beat anyone. I think that if turnovers or slow starts happen, they can also lose to several of the teams, even that may not be expected to, you know, kind of be at the top of the Big 12. So I think that'll be a huge thing, taking care of the ball, starting the season off well, because I've been told from people that have been around here longer than I have that that's kind of been an issue with the Cyclones and some of these, you know, Campbell-led teams. But 
I can 100% reassure folks that Campbell and the staff are very encouraged by the opportunity, and I don't think they're going to let it slip by them in terms of fully getting this team back on the map. Yeah, I think if they go undefeated in non-conference play, you might be worried because that's unusual. If they lose a game early on, you're like, oh, things are on track. Things will be fine up in Ames, too. Uh, let's talk about some of the star power that you have not yet named. You mentioned some of the secondary players. Maybe they're not stars, but because they have so many key positions that are going to be filled, someone's going to have to stand out, step up, make new names for themselves there. Ask you to admit, admit the quarterback position because we'll get to him in a second. But um, where are you looking for major contributions, whether it's veteran players? I can think of one in my head for sure. Um, or if it's guys who are maybe new or in an, in an elevated position, who do you think might begin to make a name for himself this year? Yeah, so starting on offense, won't touch the quarterback yet. I would say the biggest name is probably Xavier Hutchinson, one of the top wideouts really in the country. He's He's got an NFL future, pretty close to an NFL body, great catch radius, can really run all the routes. I've been impressed with him both in the spring and you know watching him from before as I'm a little newer to this beat. So the expectations are still very much there for him, as well as Will McDonald, who certainly has an NFL future at the defensive end position. There was hope that he would put on a little more kind of weight and, and muscle mass going into this year. I've seen a little bit of it. I'd say it's a little bit harder with his frame, and he doesn't want to lose some of his speed and technique, which has allowed him to get to the quarterback so well. But those are two names people know, as well as Orion Vance at the linebacker position little more of one of the leaders wasn't necessarily expected to come back but he will be obviously starting at linebacker and then a name that I expect people to fully know and be familiar with if they're not already is Jalen Knoll at the wideout position he's a little bit on the you know not necessarily as big as Hutchinson or, or some of the great wideouts that Iowa State has had like Alan Lazard but he's quick he's put on a lot of muscle I saw that recently can run every route and he's electric with the football he really showed that in the bowl game against Clemson last season kind of when I started he got his shot that was as a true freshman so the expectations not only around Iowa State but I've even seen some national accounts around him are pretty high I'll throw Deshaun Hanukkah out there at the tight end position he won't likely have a Charlie Kohler type year but he's someone that I'm excited to see and that the staff has seen some real flashes of potential especially catching the rock and spring ball he's got to work on some of his run blocking and, and pass pro and things like that but those are names that i'm really excited to see flourish coming into the fall all right we began at the end with the final look at the season we're going to end at the beginning because everything in the big 12 starts with a quarterback play that's been uh, a strength for a while um a guy who was there for quite some time is no longer there and you have to fill some pretty big shoes there it seems like it's come down to one name, and it's Hunter Deckers, and I'm not sure that you know if there's even a question going in. You could fill me in more on this, but how does the quarterback position look for a place that has been pretty solid under center for a couple of years? Yeah, I'd say going into spring, it wasn't necessarily 100% certainty about Deckers. Now that spring has come and gone, though other quarterbacks have impressed, he is the clear QB1. From what I've seen compared to tape last year, his body's much more cut, well-built, He's cleaned up some of his technique. He's got a faster release. And he hasn't lost the athleticism or the deep ball that I know fans have been excited about the last couple seasons. So I've gone on record in writing and other podcasts and things like that. So I'll, I'll keep it going here with you, Mike. I expect a lot out of this kid. I think that he's got star potential. 
it will be a different offense and a different type of way to play the quarterback position than Purdy. I think Purdy was really great with kind of making plays on the run, intangibles, well-known for his leadership and just being one of the faces of Iowa State. Deckers, I think, has a lot more of the actual natural and, and physical tools, and it'll just be a point of putting things together. I'm really interested to see how Manning and Campbell kind of make the most of his legs as well because he's fast, he's strong, like I just mentioned, and he throws a better deep ball than Purdy. I can confidently say that, and I'll throw out this name because it wasn't mentioned in the last segment. They've got a wide out, a new wide out, Dimitri Stanley, who's kind of known for speed and going deep down the field. I think Deckers will be able to flourish there. I think that he's got the chance to be one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the Big 12, certainly. I know there are plenty of talented guys in this conference, but I'm excited, and and I've said that I think if he can play to his potential while limiting turnovers, because he does have a a gun of an arm, I could see Iowa State sneaking around eight, maybe nine wins. The point about the legs is interesting because that drove, I know it drove West Virginia's coaches crazy, that that, that they would have Purdy and all of a sudden he'd be running for a first down or getting open and flipping it to somebody down the field, so if that threat is still there, if it's similar, oh my God, things haven't changed that much too. Hey, we forgot about one more rookie new name that's going to have to have a big season. It's you. It's a good start. This is, this is the promising debut for you. How, uh, how do you like the beat so far? Thank you very much. No, this has been a blast, uh, and I love the beat. So this will be my first full football season. You know, I covered basketball, a Sweet 16 run. actually got to be in my home state uh, doing that, so that was pretty incredible. And, you know, being around this fan base and, and the team so far, it's incredibly passionate in Ames and around Iowa State like I've said maybe I'm a little bit too optimistic with some of these things but because I haven't been around the team and I've seen the talent and the potential of a lot of these I'd say sophomores and juniors in the program I think it's going to be a fun season and I'm really blessed and excited to be there for it well that seems like the story for Iowa State and we have been fully debriefed or fully briefed I guess by Nick uh Nick thanks for the time glad you were able to hang out with me here in the middle of the week at Big 12 media days and before the season gets started We'll do this again soon. Thanks a lot. Can't wait till next time, man. Thanks so much, Mike. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.